Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. What the hell's going on here? I, I literally told him, I was like, you're in high school. And then he's like, no, I'm not in high school. Like, you, you, you f***ing idiot. You know? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, jeez, this, this guy's definitely not coming here now. <laughs> the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Kind of the main difference is that we're just pouring our hearts and souls into the sport. And I know our guys want to win. And that's what, what hurt in that moment and what I had to kind of overcome and and come to the realization, you know, this is what I signed up for. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Whether you are grocery shopping, doing homework, it doesn't matter. We're glad you decided to join us here on episode number 10 of Athletes Unfiltered. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Ekstrom, and as always, is Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez. Adrian, episode number 10. We're at that mile mark. How's it feel? Feels good. Feels good to be at the 10 uh, episode mark. Uh, I just know we have so much more in store, and this is sort of the beginning. So um, excited we've made it this far and that it's um, kind of evolved in front of our eyes, and and that's been pretty cool. Uh, And excited for this episode as well. We're going back to the O-line room this time. We've already had Cameron Jurgens on, and we've had a couple of others. Uh, but O-lineman group, Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran joining us here. And we got some good things to talk about with them. Yeah, we definitely do. I'm, I'm excited to get these guys on, these young pups. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my two tackles, uh, love them to death. They're really quality dudes, and... Uh, <laughs> Just the sheer size of them is uh, something to see. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> but before we do that, let's talk a little bit about the O-line room. I mean, recently they had the whole O-line got to deal with muchachos, right? Yeah, muchachos. Uh, I love seeing that. Uh, I guess it was like they got a, a bur- the Pipeline burrito. Mm. They've also made a Twitter account called The Pipeline. Um, done a lot of cool things there, just sort of uh, making the most out of their NIL experience, yep. you know. Um, my guy, Matt Sichterman, he graduated software engineer. I, or I think he's, maybe he's getting his master's now as a software in, engineer, something like that. I mean, the guy is just super smart is yeah. what I'm trying to say. He's absolute stud, worked at Huddled mm. during the summer, um, just a jack of all trades. But he's kind of seems like the, the head honcho of, mm, of yep. organizing some of the NIL deals. Um, there's a lot of passion in that group to get that stuff done, so... Excited that they they got that. I think we have some more stuff coming in the future. Hopefully, we're 
I'm integrated in, in that as well. Um, but those guys have, have some things going for them. I think when we win some games this year, yeah. only more things will come. And it's interesting because I feel like the offensive line room is such a unique fraternity on its own that NIL just is a natural fit for something like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, there's a real um, sense of, I mean, there's brotherhood across the team, yeah, but yeah. the O-line room is different in a way. Yep. Um, and you'll definitely hear our guests touch on that. But NIL and, and being able to, you know, a company, whatever, being able to adopt a, a whole room, a, a room that has an identity, the pipeline, um, which I know we'll touch on. But it, it's really cool to have seen for me, uh, for me rather, uh, guys when I was a freshman, they were seniors. And, and just the kind of the culture in that room and, and how it was established by Coach G and some of those older guys and how it's truly carried over to now. Yeah. And those guys have have held on tight to that, and I, and I love it. Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting, too, because, like you mentioned, these guys are on the younger side, um, freshmen, sophomores, and this year is kind of the first year of the changing of the guard. I mean, the guys who were older, like Varniaks and whatnot, um, that were here when Frost came in, um, they were like they were in the previous regime. Now all those guys are mostly gone, and now it's all Frost guys, and they're all kind of a mix they're young and old but still it's kind of like a changing of the guard a little bit yeah year. yeah i would say it is you know guys like uh matt forniak and, and brendan hymas guys who played a significant amount of time on the line we had like bo wilson um yeah. some other pieces in there that that had a lot of uh starts under their belt as mm-hmm. nebraska cornhuskers and um they're not here anymore but that culture still remains yeah. i mean i feel it and i love it but there is a changing of the guard of like guys who were recruited by frost are are in those positions now um so it's been cool to see that yeah. it has but that culture's been um steady with yeah. coach g at the top there and those guys just embracing it and uh it's it's truly a great example for the rest of the team and for you adrian too i mean does it kind of feel weird a little bit, too? Because you're the first group that came with Frost here. Now you're a senior. You've seen the culture change throughout your four years here in some of the hardships and whatnot that the team has had to go through to get that culture established. I mean, how does it feel now to be that old dog and seeing all that change? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like an old dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, truly do feel like an old guy in the locker room. It's it's just funny how how it goes, um, but I love my role. You know, I, I love being that guy who has experience and um, hopefully is able to influence the younger guys mm-hmm. in a positive way, in a way that'll only make them better individually and and as a collective in the program uh, moving forward. So I I, I cherish my role um, and I take it seriously. You know, it it was a little bit weird whenever I got to that point where it kind of clicked with me, like, yeah, I am one of the older guys on this squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love it. You know, I, I remember the guys who influenced me when I was first coming in, like the Gerald Fosters and the Stanley Morgans and Divino Zigbo, mm-hmm. um, and how much I looked up to those guys at that moment. And now I'm in, in that role. Yeah. So, And I think I want to kind of get your perspective on this too. As that quarterback, you're always the leader of the team. But how has your leadership style had to change as you get older? Because not only do you have to focus on – winning games and the success of the team right now, you also have to prepare to nurture and mentor the guys that are going to take over once you're gone mm. as well. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a blend of leading by example and um, leadership is performance, and performance mm-hmm. is leadership. So that's something that my coach, uh, Coach Verdue, always says. Um, 
and it comes down to you know, for me, it's what it looks like in the in the weight room, off the field, um, meals, just the little things. It, it's it's got to be constant, yeah. um, and that's a little bit of example. And then performance is generated through practice and through games. So executing on the field and and doing it every single day, um, and that's that's just something that I've I've sort of. Uh, continued to evolve in my time at Nebraska. I feel like I've always sort of been in that role in a way, and and now that I'm older, I'm just better equipped to uh, do that the best way possible. You know who's equipped at protecting Adrian's blind side? A couple guys we have coming nice. up. Nice. <laughs> Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart. Coming up on episode 10 of Athletes Unfiltered. Don't go away. Plenty up ahead. Welcome back. Episode number 10 of Athletes Unfiltered. Jeff Ekstrom along with Adrian Martinez. And we have moved on to more O-line room stories. Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, join us here. Athletes Unfiltered, episode 10. Gentlemen, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for having us. us. My guys. The two tackles. Yeah, look at them. They can't even decide who's going to speak first, you know, over here. Benhart dropped his phone first two seconds in here. It's all good, though. Got to get comfy. Got to get comfy. Big guy. Big guy. Hard to get comfy in a small room, huh? Exactly. How do you like, uh, you know, this just totally random, but how do you like flying on airplanes, man? You got to hate that. It's it's hard to find a, a good spot just because uh, it's hard to find a good spot. I mean, exit rows are a blessing, and first class mm. is a blessing. Everything else is just not just, it. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm 6'2", and I hate... Uh, <laughs> Normal seats, I'm like, I need an exit row. Yeah. And you're 6'9". Yeah. It's not fun. No. No, not at all. What about you, Turner? Planes are cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Planes are cool, huh? Yeah, I'd rather drive, but, you know, if we're going to go fly somewhere very far away like Rutgers or, you know, Ohio State, I'd much rather fly. Mm, smart. Smart guy. <laughs> smart guy, for sure. All right, let's jump to some real, you know, football stuff about you guys. Um would you consider? I mean, Minnesota's uh, it's it's Midwest, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair it's not North. Yeah, so Midwest. both Midwest guys. Um, let's talk about recruiting journey and what led you to Nebraska. I was obviously at Nebraska when both you guys were recruited, and I yep. was pretty psyched when you both committed. So, um, want to go through that for me? We'll start with you, Turner. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my recruiting process started off really early. You know, sophomore year, I got a few offers, and then I decided to cut my list down to seven. Uh, you know, Nebraska was obviously one of those top schools that were in that list. And, um, you know, from there on out, I kind of decided that, you know, I wanted to stay closer to home. And, you know, obviously I had KU, K-State, Oklahoma, and Nebraska kind of in that general area. And, you know, leading down to it, um, you know, I really looked at how genuine the coaches were. And, you know, there's a there's a thing that Coach Frost kind of told me early on before I committed, and there was this thing called a BS meter. You know, I, I'll let you kind of think about what the BS means, but hey, we can cuss on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, it's on bullshit meter. Um, okay. Wait, what was it? Hold on, say it again. Bullshit. Meter. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and uh, but no, so I was able to kind of disguise what I wanted to do as going forward with my recruitment and pick out what schools, you know, kind of, you know, what meters, you know, were higher than others, and mm. from there on out, you know, I knew that. Nebraska and Oklahoma, KU and K-State were those those leading schools, and ultimately I picked Nebraska because it just felt like home to me. 
No, and I also want to give a huge shout-out to my old uh, basketball coach from high school. He was a huge Nebraska fan. Um, he helped me out a lot throughout the process of, you know, getting to and from games and stuff like that. So, you know, huge shout-out to Sam Stroh. So he's awesome. There you go. Shout-out. Um, you played basketball in high school as well? Yeah. You, yeah, you told me about there's a cool game. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you tell it. You're yeah, right so it. every year um, when our local high schools play each other, Lawrence High versus Free State, I went to Free State. We would uh, play at Allen Fieldhouse, which is KU's basketball uh, coliseum or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it was a really cool atmosphere being able to play against them in such a historic building or yeah. historic coliseum. You putting up buckets? What would you average? Oh, dude, I was – yeah, hey, he, is, he does have one uh, huddle highlight. I do have a huddle highlight. Did you jam on somebody? Doing, nah, nah. Just no. <laughs> it was it was like a spin move. It was a nice little spin move. Yeah, and a little, little, layup. Pump, little pump there. No, nah, it wasn't a pump fake or nothing. It was just a spin move. It was a spin move into a layup, and you know had the had the bench all excited. But you know it was his one famous. Yeah, one famous yeah. clip. One famous clip, but not nah, famous at all. Damn, I was I was more of like a rebounder, and I was there for like fouling. So, setting <laughs> <laughs> screens. You know, hey, I respect body. it. I respect so. it. Big body for sure. Ben Hart, what about you and and your process? I mean, my process was uh, very tight. I didn't let a whole lot of schools in. I had places that come in and visit and gave uh, gave me ultimate a scholarship to go play at their school, but. I ended up keeping it close. It all ended up really coming down to Wisconsin and Tennessee and here. Nebraska came in late in the game. Um, I just didn't like the South. Like Tennessee was really just wasn't just there didn't for fit, me. Just didn't fit you. The heat really wasn't there for me either. That was a big problem <laughs> Big too. Minnesota guy. Yeah. <laughs> cold weather. I'm better in cold weather than I am in hot, tell you that much. Sweat like sweat too easy. Um I want to be closer to home and have a have a place uh, where I could uh, build the program and build people around me that will want to strive to be great. And the coaches here are great, and G does an amazing job teaching more than just football and about life, just like every other coach here. I yeah, mean, I was speaking about that a little bit before with Jeff, um, just about the culture of the O line room and and how much I've. <laughs> I love it. You know, I yeah. love it. And it's a great example for the rest of the team and all, like, sincerity, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first got here with Gerald Foster mm-hmm. and uh, Tanner, Tanner Farmer, like, that stuff just gets carried on down the line. Like, there are stories that don't leave, mm-hmm. even though those guys yeah. leave. I mean, yeah. they stay throughout the room, and you guys have, like, really held on tight to that. And even though guys like Jaime and Farniak, Farniak have left, we, that, yeah. that culture stays true. We actually called Farniak about the other day about mm-hmm. a call – yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, it was a Zoom call. You know what Zoom stands for? No. Yeah, so we didn't either. Okay. So we call Forniac, but not like yeah. the, the exact acronym. We didn't okay. know the exact G acronym for it. for it, so we had to call Forniac to see if to prove a fact that if he knew it, but he didn't remember. So G was all messed up. So G was, G was fucked up. G was, G yeah, was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, how the hell do you not remember that? And call Forniac for some backup. Uh huh. Didn't work. Forniac it didn't help. Backfired. Forniac remembered. So. Oh, he well, did remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. So, he was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And and seeing those guys and their success right now is pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah, I know. yeah, 100%. Jaime's uh, out there with the Chargers, and, and yeah, I know Farniak's in the two deep. Yeah. yeah That's he's playing left guard right night. now with Slater. Mm. I saw that. He, he's playing guard? Next to Slater. What a freaking beast. I mean, I, the two rookies. I just knew that guy was going to be successful, though. Definitely. I mean, he's a stud. Definitely. And then Farniak is doing really good, Battle too, right now. Yeah. Dallas, right? 
Yeah. yeah. He's with he's the Cowboys. He's uh, center guard, I think, right now. Center, at least, last yeah. time I saw. And that's, I mean, that's that's a huge asset for them both is having that flexibility. I mean, I know Farniak, for us, played center guard and tackle yeah, in his time. Five, so yeah. that's pretty uh pretty big asset for a team. How much of a good spot, though, is it for Hymas? San Diego? Well, he loves dude, it. they're in Los Angeles. He loves oh, it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I heard right. he does like it a lot. Yeah. I bet he does. I bet yeah. he does. Probably reminds Warmer him more weather. of, yeah, like back home. He's a big Texas guy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get him on the pod. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd yeah, be real cool. definitely. We will probably in the spring or something, maybe in the winter. Get Luke Gifford too. Yeah, Those we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna get some of those like former former skurs on the pod. But uh, back to you guys. <laughs> back to this pod. Uh, <laughs> um, how was your transition to Nebraska? I guess it, I'd imagine for you. Uh, probably wasn't too big of a, of a transition for either one of you guys. No. Uh, geographically, guys. not at all. Yeah, geographically. I mean, um, it's I mean, close. It's cold everywhere. What, what about the I mean, city itself? Did you come from a big spot? I mean, um, my town is about 65,000 probably. So I'm south yeah. of the Twin Cities by about 30 minutes. Mm. So it's still fairly large. Yeah, like a suburb-ish. Yeah, it's a big suburb, yeah. And it's still growing today with young families and mm. stuff. Young families, man. This guy sounds like he's on fucking ABC 30. <laughs> 60 Minutes? Yeah, you're, you're on 60 Minutes. I know Turner came from a population of like three people out in Kansas. So. <laughs> I'm from Lawrence. I'm just fucking busy. I know. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lawrence Lawrence is a cool town to grow up in. Yeah, I bet. Uh, had, had KU there, obviously. Um, you know, it's a great college town, but, you know, I had to get out of there. It wasn't really for me anymore still had some similarities to lincoln but you know lincoln is just a an awesome spot yeah overall. yeah definitely that's that's interesting did you grow up going to games uh, oh, yeah. a lot oh yeah they back, had some pretty good years didn't they yeah back when i was a kid back in like 07 or 08 we would go to games all the time back when they they won that uh orange bowl with uh old man gino and, and company and then you know things just went south after they had to get rid of him um, you know, growing up, I wasn't able to go to too many basketball games just because of how quick they would sell those things out. Mm. I can um, imagine. But no, those basketball games are really, really awesome, really intense. And yeah. their their arena, you'll be it'll be like negative ten degrees outside in January, and then once you get into the arena, it's like ninety five degrees. Oh it's, man, it just heats up so fast because I bet everyone just the bodies in there, in there jumping it up and down. It's it's awesome. It's real cool. Let's say that 07 Kansas team was very fun. Yeah. Mm, what? Studs. They played Missouri at the end of the year, and it was like mm-hmm. three versus five. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Old really Big 12 cool. action there. Yeah. Yeah. But ever since then, none of those teams have been relevant. Missouri, <laughs> one year? Did they make the SEC title yeah. game one year, right? They, they, oh, like, I think it was like 13, 2013 yeah. or something. They uh, played Auburn. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were but, pretty good that year. <laughs> otherwise, they have not done uh, yeah. much. No. I mean, I would imagine it'd be hard to get into the sec that way and yeah. just become like mm-hmm. a, a power that way it's just different yeah and just and and conferences have different uh you know like there are certain positions i don't know like I, i'd say the o-line and the d-line and the big 10 lean towards the heavier side like mm-hmm. the we're bigger personnel bigger linebackers yeah. bigger you know and the big 12 is a little bit lighter flashier a little maybe a little faster in certain yep. spots but like that is true to conference you know yep. what i mean and so the yeah. sec there's a, a i would say probably a blend of, of that um, oh yeah they got it all but they have a lot of size though too you know it mm-hmm. just it just depends where you're at and um speaking on that let's talk about the weight room let's talk about your transition jeff i know you mentioned it a little bit yeah but that, i know that was a big deal once you 
committed mm-hmm. here. It was like, wow, this guy's six nine, three hundred pounds, but really skinny. Get some weight in there. Yeah. I know that. I know that oh, was yeah. a big deal. Get How was that adjustment? Roasted, wrestling. I mean, I was a wrestler in high school, so oh yeah, I always had to be two eighty five. So I was really skinny there. I mean, is there like a cap on that? Yeah, it's two eighty five. Oh shit! Do they not give you flexibility? Because I know like uh, wrestling, you they... sometimes get like a two pound allowance or whatever. oh okay, so okay. no, not, not so much. nothing, no. nothing crazy. Yeah. So like my senior year of high school, I had to cut twenty some pounds. So like after so thanks after Thanksgiving was our state championship football game. We played that, won that next the next week. Uh, we had a wrestling tournament. I missed the whole first week of wrestling, so I had to lose 25 pounds to wrestle on Friday or Saturday it was, and I ended up losing it all. Wow. Jeez. How'd you do it? Uh, do you not eat? I know that stuff I mean, can be like, brutal for wrestling. You have to, like, watch your sodium intake and salt and just, like... No get, carbs. Yeah. No carbs. <laughs> <laughs> no carbs. But, like, it's, like, yeah, carbs, sodium... Like, all I was eating, a few slices of just straight deli meat, a tiny little orange, a half a bottle of water a day. Imagine that diet right like, now. That'd be awful. Going through fall camp. You wouldn't make it. You, you wouldn't make no, it. No, you couldn't. No carbs. No carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. That's, yeah, that's absolutely brutal. It's I awful. Imagine. Yeah. What would I, I know I had this experience a little bit. I imagine it's probably even greater for you guys. But when I first got here and got in the weight room, um, I was I started putting up weight. I couldn't even imagine probably oh, like a yeah. couple weeks pr- prior of yeah. putting up in my life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just because of the way you get pushed. Mm-hmm. Would you say that was a similar experience for you guys? Oh, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Duvall with Duvall right behind you too. That just and everyone else is heavy lifting. Like you're not mm-hmm. like the only strongest one in there. Like, yeah, it's in not high like school. It's yeah, for sure. And now when you're in college, and everyone's bigger, taller, faster, stronger, and you see, I don't know, Cam Jurgens uh, squatting eight plates, and you're like, oh, oh shit! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do this now. Or you got to up your game up. Yeah, yeah, you're raising that bar. You got to compete with the big dogs now. Mm, that's for sure. I say, were you guys overwhelmed at all by the adjustments to? lifting that much and gaining that much weight yeah i would definitely say i was a little bit overwhelmed just because i i graduated early mm. uh, adrian you graduated early i did and um nope yeah i know <laughs> yeah, but um yeah no just just getting thrown into the fire right away yeah. diving into the water head first without you know dipping your toe in like coach frost says is detrimental and to how how well you're going to be able to grow as an individual here in nebraska so yeah, you just got to go for it. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. for it. Rather make a mistake full speed than a mistake yeah. half, half speed. speed. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Um, what has like your NIL journey been like? Uh, I wanted to ask about that. I know the muchachos thing. We yeah, Jeff and I talked about it earlier. Um, I know we. I think we possibly have some other things in the works. Mm-hmm. What is kind of your your game plan? Do you want to you want to share? You want to keep that secret? With, I don't know. It's too early for me right now. I'm still mm. figuring everything out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Bryce on that. But, you know, also the pipeline, we've we've got, yeah. there's about seven or eight of us. Shout out the pipeline. Shout pipeline. out the pipeline. We, uh, we got a nice little uh, deal with Muchachos earlier, yep. like you said, um, which which is awesome it's for us to be able to generate um, market value for ourselves, but then also as a group. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jumping back to football, man, what would you guys say is – I, I I'll never forget my moment, but your guys' moment are like, man, I'm I'm playing big time college football. Like this is Ooh. 
This is legit. You know what I mean? I, I'll tell mine first, give you guys some time to think. My freshman year, first game playing against Colorado yeah. at home. I mean, place is packed, but I was yeah. juiced, you know, oh, yeah. juiced and ready to go. Oh, yeah. Wasn't afraid of the moment. Yeah. I run some speed option to the left, and I'm kind of running around. I do a little juke move, and I'm I'm pretty much just cutting back mm-hmm. into the like into the big boys, into the linebackers who are flowing hard over the top, but like I'm just no regard out there. And finally, it catches up to me, 6'3", 240, Mike linebacker <laughs> from Colorado, just comes and decks me out. My feet fly out from under me, and it's like a super – not a ton of people, like, realize how big a hit it was, but yeah. when you see it on film, I'll have to I'll, – I'll bring it up when we go back to the stadium. All right. I give my shit rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, this is how, how they're hidden. Okay. I'll never forget, I also did that game, I did, like, a fake slide. Uh-huh. I was running and I like acted like I was going to slide and I didn't. I kept running <laughs> and I had like three guys just pile drive me into the ground like on the sideline, no flag. Like the, the refs aren't going to bail me out. I'm uh, the, I no. I freaking earned that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's little moments like that when I was first going. Price. Um. Either probably just my freshman year running out of the tunnel walk, that one, or probably getting my first my first snaps. My freshman year in uh, was the NIU game, I think it was. Yeah, Northern Illinois. Yeah, when the twos and threes got in, and that was probably a big one. That was probably the yeah the biggest one. I was like, oh, I'm here. Like, let's score. You know, when yeah, no, when Noah Vedral ran in, I was like, oh, this is time now. It's like time to take over, and mm. it's, it's big ball now, big boy ball now. Say so, no, it's different for you, Turner, because what? You got your first action against Ohio State last year? Yeah, in the first game. Yeah. We were, I don't know, we were down, and G was like, he was like ready to throw me in, and he threw me in, and I was kind of like walking around, and it was just dead silent. Like, oh, <laughs> this is college football? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's funny, yeah, because yeah, your first experience was a COVID year. I kind of forget yeah. about that. No, but I mean, in all in all, it was a great experience, that game. Um, just being able to get out there for a few snaps, I think it was like 10 snaps, and just to be able to go out there and compete against those guys that were playing in a national championship was was big time. Mm. What about so your first start was the Rutgers game? Correct. What was that like for you, kind of going through that process? Um, it was it was a little surreal. Like when it happened, like when Jaime said that he was leaving for the draft, I didn't really know what to do. I, I wasn't like freaking out, and I wasn't like I don't know. It's kind of I wouldn't say probably even keel, kind of yeah, just level headed. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, let's go. And then once the game started, like, getting closer and closer, I started, like, all right, I'm really, like, it's about to happen. And yeah. then in the locker room and everything, I was a little bit jittery. And then uh, Coach Hunter, you know, I say this all the time, and um, Coach Hunter, he was like, uh, you know, it's just another Friday night in Lawrence, Kansas. And in all re- real- reality, it was pretty much like it because it was Friday night. Mm. Uh, obviously, we're not in Lawrence, Kansas. We're in New Jersey, New Jersey. <laughs> and, but no like fans. there was no fans there it wasn't like super crazy loud and it wasn't really like a whole lot of I wouldn't say pressure because there's a game on the line but you know there wasn't like things in the back of my mind like crowd noise and good yeah. stuff like that but you, I was just you knew what you play. were doing you're ready to go yeah. and I like that uh coach hunter you know I I knew that guy when he was on our team so I, I don't know it's hard for me to call him coach <laughs> yeah but <laughs> um yeah. That's so true, you know, thinking of it in that way, you know, phrasing it that way. Like, it is another it's another Friday night in Lawrence, man. I like mm-hmm. that. I'm not from Lawrence. I might have to use it. <laughs> See, that Rutgers game was really weird. It I don't was. know if you guys got the same thing. Yeah, Friday night, it seemed like 
You guys were the only game on. Uh-huh. Oh, no yeah. one was there. Yeah. It was pitch black in middle of New yeah. Jersey. No one was at the stadium. Like, even us here, we were, I was one of the broadcasters for Karen U, and we were all alone here in this building broadcasting it. <laughs> yeah. So it was just it was all around. Away. It was just weird. And, yeah. and I think the time of the year of yeah. when it was yeah. taking yeah. place. It's like the 18th before Christmas. Because, yeah, everything was just kicked back so far. Well, wasn't there a giant snowstorm the other day or something yeah. like that, too? Yeah. Yeah, and we like, flew into, like... A massive snowstorm, or like the day day after a snowstorm, oh, so yeah. there was like m- like huge mounds of snow on the the runway just right next to us mm. as we were flying in. I was like, and it was like we had to wait in the hotel all day. Yeah. I forgot that game was pretty damn cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I remember I had to cut my sleeves off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even want to get into that, but it was needed. <laughs> it was needed. It was, yeah. Mm. New Jersey, no one there. I remember a Awful. night game. Nothing yeah. worse for me than sitting in a hotel all day mm-hmm. because you you fly yeah. to the game, you know, uh, Friday midday, mm-hmm. sleep in, all right, that's sort of nice, and then all day you're just watching games or watching whatever. I think Friday there probably wasn't a lot of games on. Yeah. We are just watching and we're in a whole TV, different time zone, film. Too. We're in a different time zone. We're just waiting, waiting, waiting all day to play this game, and then we get back at like 4 in the morning in Lincoln. Yeah. I remember that. that was brutal. Yeah, brutal. Awful. Yeah. Was that the weirdest game you've ever played in? If not, what is? Probably. I mean, just yeah. because there's no one there, yeah. you're in the middle of New Jersey, it's freezing out. That Ohio State game was weird for me. Yeah. That first one, just because uh, that, I, I had just known, you know, I, I've played at Ohio State before mm-hmm. in fu- in front of a full stadium and, right. you know, towards the end of the year and it'd be electric. You know, yeah. right. mm-hmm. and then we have Fox Game Day there. It's empty. You know, the horseshoe's empty. Mm-hmm. Just freaking weird. Run in for a touchdown, Nothing. and like you, you hear yourself, you know, yell. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, you don't like, hear no booing, or you don't, you don't hear boo. You don't get to silence a crowd that's already quiet. You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, it was bizarre for me. And then I sort of made that adjustment as the season mm-hmm. went on. Or so I'd say probably just playing in Memorial with no fans, like walking yeah. out there. It just seems like a a Sunday morning scrimmage that we'd have in yeah. spring ball or fall camp. For sure. It was bizarre. It was bizarre all around for that. Mm. I love asking this. Yeah, who's who's your – okay, well, we, two different ones. First, who's the best player you've played against? And that could be practice, game, high school, whatever. Um, maybe the best player you played with, and then we'll do a separate one about who your favorite player is currently. So I know that's a lot to process. I know you guys got it. Bryce, you got it. I gotta think. Turner, you got it. All right. Um, <laughs> I'd say the best player that I played against uh, going back to high school was probably Brian Breesey. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Clemson D-tackle now um, back <laughs> in uh, the All-American game. And then the best player I played with in high school would probably be Bryce Young. He's a quarterback mm-hmm. um, on the west side. He was, he was a stud. Um, and then what was the third one? Who your favorite player? Favorite players? Oh. Maybe who you idolize your game after? I know you're gonna say. You're gonna say the boy. Yeah, definitely Taylor Lewan. Yeah. Mm. yeah, the boy. Shout out the boy. He, uh, you know, he after um, last year during COVID, mm-hmm. um, G gave us those scouting reports, like guys yeah, to look we at. Them. And I was watching Taylor Lewan and David Bakhtiari, and I watched a lot of those two. Trent Williams. Trent Williams a little bit, and watched a lot of those two and three guys uh, during all of quarantine and, you know, kind of tried to model my game after them. So, yeah, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. 
Um, high school. Well, it could, it could be college too. Yeah. Like the best player. I mean, you play college. I mean, there's that one Shaka Tony or ever on Penn State. They're two Penn mm-hmm. State. Those guys mm-hmm. who got drafted. Yeah, yeah. they were pretty um, talented. Patty Fisher wasn't bad. Mm. He was yeah. pretty good. He Patty was, Patty Fisher might is isn't for me one yeah, of the top five guys. I'd say he's one of the. He, he's he just uh, intellectually, I think, was on a different level. I mean, I yeah, played against him super. every year. And he was like a four-year starter, yeah. uh, all-conference guy. Very and, good. Uh, very good backer. Yeah. And then uh, Ohio State's Jonathan Cooper, number zero, mm. I think he was. Mm. Yeah. He got drafted, too. So mm-hmm. those guys who got drafted, um, who I played with, like in the all, I could say in the All-American Bowl, like there's Graham Mertz or there's <laughs> Spencer Rattler. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what about your favorite player? You have a guy you you really like watching his game. Feel um, like you can emulate. What's his name? San Francisco. Um, the right tackle, um, Mike McGlinchey. Gl- McGlinchey mm. or Trent Williams. There's Williams, the yeah. boy Taylor Lewan. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Sa- Ro- uh, Ronley Stanley. Stanley. Those guys. Mm. What are your thoughts on like those guys? I I feel like we're in a, a good spot right now of of Lyman getting more recognition than they have definitely, which yeah. is I think damn well deserved. Really cool. I think people are realizing just the monumental importance of the position. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's getting more recognition, and there's things like podcast Taylor the oh, yeah. There's all types of different things. Um, do you think there's a guy out there that's undervalued that isn't getting the recognition that you guys could point to? Ooh. That's a tough question. Never thought of that. Maybe Joe Thomas. Just because Joe Thomas I mean, is going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joe I mean, Thomas yeah. is like considered but, the greatest offensive uh, no. of all time. But like I mean, still, he just still didn't get that recognition. Not not yeah. while, not while he was playing, but post. Yeah, yeah post. Right. I, mean, I think that might playing. be that might play a role too, which is interesting because now he's kind of a bigger face yeah. on the scene of just talking about NFL football. Yeah. He's like the ultimate franchise guy. Yeah, you yeah. want because he was loyal. Mm-hmm. He's good for however long he played. Yeah, and franchise. never missed a snap. Yeah. Only. There's a, a crazy story about him saying he was in the huddle and he didn't even know who the quarterback was because <laughs> they had like that. 20 plus uh-huh. guys while he yeah. was there. I yeah. mean, how nuts! Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's tough. Mm, no that's answer. answer I stunned the boys. Yeah, yeah I don't anything. know. That was just a good, because that was a good question though. People, I mean, like. Quentin Nelson's skin more recognition now. Yeah. Just from all his badass shit that he does in the <laughs> yeah. field. He's a, he's a freaking he, beast. He's a psycho. Is there is there like an O-line group that's known to be the top right now in the league? I don't know if you guys keep up with NFL a ton. Do you guys do you are you guys big NFL guys or not? Yeah. A little I, bit. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, oh, they yeah, they kind of gonna say that. <laughs> they kind of they kind of re- recruited really well in the offseason with Orlando Brown. Uh, Wait, hold on. Just so the listeners know, you're yeah. a Chiefs fan, right? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, just making sure fan. there's bias conf- okay. Okay. confirmed. Yeah. I can right. see the Packers <laughs> because of Bakhtiari and uh, Dennis Kelly. Yeah, I can see that too. Also or the Titans Eagles. or the Colts. Eagles, Eagles are solid. Lane Johnson and Kelsey. Uh, and the 49ers. Lane Johnson. Those are obviously he, like top five, top he's six. He's massive. Lane Johnson. There's yeah. a picture have of you, Have you guys met some like any any pro linemen outside of the guys who who uh, uh who no. have played here? Trey but Smith, I've met. He hosted me on my official Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, yeah, uh, Trey Smith is a really cool guy. Yeah. I like, I've met him. I was obviously I was committed to Tennessee, yeah. so I got to meet Trey. He's really he's a really <laughs> cool dude. Um, yeah, good guy. And he, I think he was undervalued. I know he mm-hmm. had some health issues. Yeah, when I, everything when I was I've seen on Twitter and stuff about him, I mean, you never know about Twitter, but yeah, yeah. Twitter, Twitter seems like he's doing a really good job where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, going back to the Lane Johnson thing, talking about how freaky he is, 
Yeah. Uh, coach G coached him with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah when he was the assistant coach there. Um, and I guess we were talking to G one day because we were talking about mm-hmm. like BMI's uh, body, body mass index, stuff. how fat you are pretty much. Yeah. And I guess Lane Johnson's like 9 or 11% body fat. You're joking. No, yeah. He has like a full like six pack and yeah, everything. Dude's got a six pack. He is shredded. And how big is this guy? He's like, like six, seven, three, like three, three bills. Yeah. See that that he is nine, ten, eleven percent body fat. Holy crap! Which is is, is, unheard uh, of for an offensive is Kelsey Kelsey still playing on the Eagles? Isn't he or now? Yeah, he's, he's still in center. Yeah, that's crazy. Because he doesn't even like he just doesn't look. You know, mm. not at all. Jeez, yeah, I, dude's cut up. Goodness. Yeah. I thought, what do you think about uh, kind of the pipeline tradition mm-hmm. at Nebraska and the guys who come back and who work out here? Have they been um, – have you kind of sought out some of their advice at all just about the route they've taken? I know now we have a, a starting center with the Giants. I, I, he mm-hmm. was back a couple years ago. I haven't seen him recently. I haven't talked to uh, him. Nick Gates? Yeah, right? Nick Gates. Um, um, he seems like Brent uh, Quavell. Corvell, yeah, Corvell, and then uh, I've talked to the him. guy who played for the Jets. Um, yeah, that's that's him. That's no, him. There, there's an, there was another guy. He, I don't know if he's on a team right now. He was the center there. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. But no, me, Bryce, Cam, Cam we've, Piper. We've ta- uh, we've seen Brent in there in the like, yeah. the Hawks just working out. Yeah. And we've talked to him. And we've been doing our old line drills, and he came and joined us and have <laughs> talked to yeah, us. That's critical. That's um, sweet. Yeah, he's a we good. also talked to some of the older pipeline guys back from like the nineties. Yeah, like Aaron Graham. Aaron yeah, Graham, a lot of Stiney. a lot of cool insight. I'm sure. Just oh yeah, Ross Zadiska, Brendan Stye, Brendan Stye. Those and, all um, those dudes. They just they just want us to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're right behind us. They, they're all for us. Yeah. Like, they're a really good group of dudes. Yeah. So and we some model, badass stories. Oh yeah, some real badass stories. Right we model there. a lot of our game after those dudes. After talking to them. Yeah. And just being around those dudes. So. Making some of your own now, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's a plan, huh? Do they want you to do the cutoff with the T-shirt <laughs> and like the jersey? No, it's not. It's not allowed anymore. No. Yeah, sure. I, I should wish, bring those back. I wish so. we could. I genuinely wish we had those jerseys, just like the yeah. the loose ones yeah. that, that like were baggy boy. and mm-hmm. then like guys could wear cutoffs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was sweet. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. I'm saying like, go up against a guy like that and you're in, you're in for something. No doubt. Yeah, no kidding. It, there's a little... Intimidating factor. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I bet okay. you. I bet you. See, jerks would freaking rock. Oh one gosh. Yeah. We no, all Brent would. Banks. Banks. <laughs> He's always got his bang. stomach yeah. out at practice. This dude will show up to <laughs> <laughs> meetings with a shirt off. Yeah, meetings. Hey, like, off. He'll have like uh, one of those huge winter coats. Yeah. And God. just no shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah. And, and start of fall camp, he wore his uh, winter coat, shorts, and some random shoes, and just didn't want to grab a t-shirt, so he just threw on a winter coat. Unreal. He's the weirdest dude. He's a good dude, though. He's a great he's dude, a, though. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Very good. You'll hear more stories. We take a break. After this, we'll go to Tweets Unfiltered. Best part of the show. Turner Corcoran, Bryce Benhart with us here. Episode 10 of Athletes Unfiltered. Stay tuned. Plenty up ahead. Welcome back. Athletes Unfiltered, episode number 10. Turner Corcoran, Bryce Benhart with us here, along with Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Tweets Unfiltered time. And gentlemen, you got a few for us. What do you got? Go for it, Turner. All right. So back when I committed, back in 2019, um, I had committed to the University of Nebraska, and a coach 
not going to say the school, not going to say his name. He said, the future is bright here in blank university. We want guys who want to be here in the land of the greatest fans in America. If you can't see that, and then he shared a little gif with someone <laughs> looking at a piece of paper, and it was a very small piece of paper. I don't know what he was trying to say there. I think he was trying to subtweet at me. And it was the same day that I committed here, and it was the same day that another one of my got one of my buddies in the class committed to a different school in the same state. And it just seemed like it was a little bit, you know, kind of targeted at me and and that guy. And he was just was, salty. Get and you so right. So when I heard that, you know, the certain conference was, you know, going into shambles, I was ready for them to come and play, and you know, the big, the big old Big Ten. So mm. get him right. Get him right, Turner. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, any coaches that subtweet or do any of that is just. Foul. Why? Why? Why are you in this business then? Well, there's horror stories about that type of stuff where yeah. guys, you know, call their the coach that was recruiting him, like, "Hey, you know, I'm not coming mm-hmm. to your school," and right. they're just flipping out on him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, I get it. They they put a lot of time into whatever, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're a freaking kid making a decision yeah. for your mm-hmm. life. You know, like, can't be mad at him. Yeah, yeah do what's best for you. Hundred percent. Right. What do you got, Ben Hart? Well, there was a few things that popped up like i could do one that when i was commit i committed here and uh person back home or something on twitter popped up and uh they pretty much wished the they wished the worst for me and said uh the state is ashamed of you and Jeez. all that just yeah just flat out just like was it a person behind like a uh i think it was a like a Spam account or a... Yeah. Some BS account. Yeah, exactly. Dude, screw that. Screw them. I don't I don't or get that. college fans. Like, why would you do that to, like, to a high school kid that... Yeah, for sure. ...is doing what's best for them, you know? Yeah, but they, they, they don't necessarily... Uh, they just don't know what they what they can't understand, you know? What they, exactly. have, they have no reference for it, yeah. so... They don't know what you're going through. Yeah. But, hey, you, you made the decision. Look where you're at now. Right. Let's rock. Look where they're at. Yeah. Whoever. Adrian's pod. Jim, Jimmy Bob 5367. <laughs> <laughs> like my masker said, a keyboard ranger. Keyboard, keyboard ranger. yeah. Masker hitting us with some. You had the cues on? I did. I had the cues on. It was awesome. Oh, I bet. Logan Heinrich. Uh, Logan, speak loud enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. He did a good job. He did a good job. Um <laughs> You guys, you guys live with them. Yeah, yeah. You both live with Logan. Logan. How is that? I, and <laughs> they, a, they also a live a couple houses down from myself. Oh, Sadly. nice. We're there all Creek members. Mm-hmm. What'd yeah, you say? No. Nothing. What'd you say it again? Say it louder. I said nothing. I said Logan's a good kid. Yeah. He he loves his video games and he loves him some Meredith. So. Uh, oh. <laughs> his girlfriend. His lady, his lady back home. So. Uh, Sneak this. No, no, it's not sneak this. No, but you know, sometimes I get a, I'll get a little upset whenever we're playing Call of Duty, and he'll just mute himself during the middle of the match and just stop playing. And I'm like, "Come on, dude, storm's yeah, coming." Yeah, we're playing we video go. games. Storm's coming. <laughs> yeah, we play video games. The gas is coming. We got to. Next run. thing you know, I walk into his room and he's just on the phone with this girl. We're like, "Come on, bro, like just decline it." <laughs> you, you can call it's not that simple. Trust me. I, 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 uh, I yeah, I, I, I'm, I kind of sympathize both, with yeah. the guy. Yeah, you too. I saw this this man Ben Hart talking a big game. I saw him the other night. Not big Jeez. game. Walking with his girl down the road. <laughs> little little stroll. I know you didn't want to go on that walk. No, it was too that wasn't your idea. Let's go get some food. You were tired. Oh, oh no, he, no, yeah. he wasn't going to get food. He yeah. was walking to her car down the street. No, they were going on a stroll. Okay. 
Because that's what she wanted to do, and Ben Hart was like, so all probably right. like 95, human as hell, but he was sweating. Ice cream. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. I call Cap. I call Cap. Go for it. <laughs> now, something I'm interested in, I think everyone else would, take us through your daily meals and what that looks like as power five offensive linemen. I'm intrigued. Oh, I mean, are we going like a weekday or a weekend? Big difference there. Okay. Why don't we do weekday during the season? I mean, that's just in the mornings before practice. I don't eat a lot before practice. That's just me. I'm not really hungry in the mornings before practice. I usually just either eat after or eat, I eat something small before, like a, a protein bar, like a Nutri-Grain bar or some, like a banana and some whatever. And then I'll wait till after. I'll eat, like we'll have those uh, burritos in the landing. I'll usually have something like that or a breakfast sandwich after practice. Mm. And then a protein shake that we have. And then go to lunch, depending on what lunch is. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I still eat it though, but uh, depends how much I eat there. And then either go home and make uh, some nuggets or something in the air fryer or a frozen pizza. A few hours later, and then yeah. So it's nothing crazy like Dwayne the Rock Johnson who eats like oh no six no. chicken breasts in like one on his, sitting. Like on his cheat days, yeah, no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, breakfast. I'm not a huge breakfast guy, but like during practices and stuff, I try not to eat too heavy. Uh, but like on the weekends or if I'm back well, home, breakfast. You know, I'll eat a lot for breakfast, yeah. and then lunch yeah. I'll have like a burger or something. After like we practice. used to have. What we used to eat dinner at the training table. Yeah. And then we'd come home f- a few hours later, and then on the grill we'd throw on high, two high V burgers for each of us and mm-hmm. eat that before de- that or bed. Yep. And but, then uh, some days, grill guys. Yeah. I mean, I have a Blackstone, Blackstone. grill. Yeah. It's one of those flat-top grills. Oh, yeah. Dude, we have one of those, too, but Brody has it, and it's just in our garage. We don't do jack oh. with it. <laughs> <laughs> I usually make breakfast on it or something with the eggs. Or That's pretty oh, fire. Yeah. I bet I'm, they cook I'm, really uh, fast on that. I made, I made me and Pipe breakfast burritos one morning, or a few mornings. So what's the fridge look like in that household? Because I imagine it's got to be pretty stocked. It's empty right now. <sighs> well, I mean, dude, we're getting so much food. Yeah. It just hasn't been a whole lot of time. Yeah, to go no, out I, all my all my meals are at the stadium. Yeah, like at the our table. cabinets right now are pretty pretty empty. Pretty, pretty empty. bare. Yeah, yeah I respect it. Yeah, so. not a whole lot. Mm. Yeah, I rely on Dave quite a bit for my food. Yeah, and Dave no does a good job. He does. He does. Dave, there's really lots of options and, and plenty of food to go around. Those snacks 100%. have been very good at night now. That's true, dude. I just they upgrade them a lot. I mean, we're a little different. I I can't really uh, eat those all the time for yeah. a couple reasons. One, like be getting too big and, and two i just died uh, I, I don't i don't, I don't really uh, get that i'm not hungry like i just had dinner like a couple hours ago right but it's just yeah. different you know? i mean there's some nights like when we had agave some night i asked rosie for two yeah two of those bowls sometimes yeah. just or all depends Chick-fil-A, on what it is yeah it you get double the boxes or whatever noodles and company was pretty pretty for you guys. yeah oh yeah that mac and cheese. I think I two of those. I think I might go home and have that. <laughs> I still have it in the fridge. Huh. Huh. Anyways, how about who do you think could put down the most food in your O-line room? Um, Coach G included. Of, like, what type of food? Uh, Big Macs. Big Macs. Big Macs. 
We have the over under. Who uh, didn't Cam say Ethan Cam, Piper? Cam said Piper. I'd probably go with Piper too. Um, he's a good size dude. Maybe Henry. Henry yeah, I could see Henry. Dark horse. Henry Pipe. Um, I could maybe be in that running. Keegan? Question mark. No. No carbs. No carbs. No carbs. I forgot. What's you know what? We won't get into it. No. <laughs> Another time. I'd say. I could probably be in that running with... My money's on Pipe. Pipe, Henry. How many do you think you could put down then? Like I don't know. Big I, don't, Macs? I don't know the last time I had to make Big Mac. Well, then what What about another fast food play? You Big Wendy's guy? Big Wendy's guy. So mm-hmm. one of those... Four for fours? I could eat a couple of those four for fours. Just a couple? Like if you if you were on man versus food, you know, you're oh. about to win a t-shirt, get your picture on the wall and like... Uh, I don't know, a hundred bucks. <laughs> How many could you put down? Of the four for fours? Ooh. Or maybe how about just how much just the the burger? The the bacon uh, or whatever. Baconator? The bacon. Yeah, the baconator. Double baconator. Six. Ooh. You could probably put down like six baconators. Easy. Yeah, probably. Damn son. <laughs> I gotta put down two on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever been in and out, side note? Uh-huh. Once. No. What'd you think about it? It was all right. Oh, and no. that's no. I had it once. That's very good. I had it once. In and out is goaded. I had it's it once. The best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Another you should try it again. Go get the four by four. Oh yeah. I heard, okay. Believe me. One another furthest place west I've ever been. Where? Garden City, Kansas. <laughs> oh God. Freshman year. Why Bless you your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Freshman year playing in a. a uh, no. No. <laughs> Playing in a, uh, I don't know, it was like a regional championship game to, you know, head to semis or whatever. But, you know, dog stomped them. And then, uh, yeah, it's the first place west I've ever been, Garden City, Kansas. Oh. Dang, dude. Yeah, a whole lot out there. Smells like cow crap. You, so. uh... <laughs> Adrian, you can take us up to California. Yeah, I'll take you guys out to California. Yeah. Stop at a couple in and outs. I will. I will entertain you. These guys, you know what? We can't even get into that either. I won't get into that either. I'll leave that at bay. Last time I did that with uh, Double D, he he was giving me shit about it in the locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Called him a fruit basket. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Adrian, what's the most what's most overrated chain here in Nebraska that you've noticed? Well, no. How about get your thoughts on none of you are in Nebraska? So, what are your thoughts on Runza? Burgers are good. I like the burgers. I think the burgers, the burgers are the underrated. The burgers are good. See, but that's yeah. so weird. But the actual I, Runza is not good. It's fine. See, I like I like Runzas, the actual Runzas, but it always just struck me as bizarre that everyone from Nebraska is like, yeah, I go to Runzas and get the burger. <laughs> no. 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 Runzas for the Runza. If I'm going to get a burger, I'm going almost anywhere else. <laughs> Five guys. Culver's. You see, there are plenty of options. I'll, I'll go to Freddy's. Freddy's. Before so those patties are like that thin, though. Well, because they're steak, hey, steak, steak burgers. Freddy's is a I actually figured Culver's. out for the first time like a couple weeks ago. I had no idea. I was like, why are they so expensive and like look like this? And yeah. they're steak burgers. It's like flaky. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're eating flakes. I think Freddy's is another Culver's, but worse. Yeah, they just want to be Culver's. Mm. Culver's ice cream. Is that, is that the opinion? That's what I think. Yeah. Ice cream Freddy's ice cream is pretty good, too. No Solid. It's a custard. Same thing as Culver's. I'm saying Culver's is better, though. Culver's is way better. Mm. My opinion. I respect it. More options. I respect it. What's the <sighs> one restaurant that you miss from your hometowns? 
Mm. In and out. Uh, oh, Portillo's. There's, there's two in Minnesota mm. now. Portillo's. What? What is that? It's like it originated from uh, Chicago. It's a big burger place, right? No, it's like Italian Italian meat. So oh. like oh. hot dogs. There is burgers there, but it's like Italian sausage. There's yeah. uh, roast beef sandwiches. Very good. Very good. I believe that. Yeah, I'd probably go uh, Burger by Biggs or mm. Pizza Shuttle. Pizza so. Shuttle. Yeah. Open Seems like a... Like 24 hours. So. It sounds like a $5 pizza place. It is. It is. <laughs> and it smacks? Yeah. It smacks, especially, you know, late <laughs> at night. Are there any, <laughs> like, uh, local hus- uh, local pizza places around here that are, like, I mean, true to... Like, just... What's the one... like Valentino's, but, like, that's not... like That's, like, Nebraska now. Yeah. It's not like Lincoln. Yeah. I don't know about Lincoln now. I mean, Interesting. Boss's Pizza, I think. Boss's? Yeah, right? Uh, I've never been there. I've never heard of that. I, it's I, open oh, to like 3 a.m. There's, there's a place that has uh, like cream cheese on their pizza. Dude, actually, um, there's a place in uh, Omaha. Um, it's called, called Pie Zones. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fire. So fire. Mm. So fire. Uh, owned by a former Husker player. Um, just top tier. Top tier place. Yeah. Free shout out right there. Yeah, that is as free a shout out as it gets. Free shout out. Lob that one up. How about some O line room stories? <laughs> yeah. What's the in life of the O line room? Um, a lot of coughing. Brought to you by Brant Banks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, He's in quarantine right now in the O line room. He's not in actual quarantine. No, we just put him on the other side of the room because he coughs too much. He coughs a whole lot, and it's not COVID. Um. Yeah, what specify else? that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Not, not COVID. COVID. No COVID. Um, just a common cold. You guys got to have some. Oh, I mean, everyone's oh, just oh, silly oh. in there. We all just joke around, really. Last year, you know the catapults that we wear? Yeah. Oh, so, well, yes. I'll, I'll do a brief explanation of what a catapult is. It's okay. pretty much like tracks how fast you're running, your your output, your yeah. exertion, how, how your far you run, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, last year during... Uh, our fall camp, our two-month-long fall camp. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of just to bypass the time. We were getting ready before practice. We were up before meetings like 10, yeah, 15 minutes early, just chilling in the team room because that's where we meet because the O-line room's too small and the outli- outside linebackers took it. But uh, uh, Matt Forniak has his catapult on. Yeah, like, like, on like, like on like a singlet. Yeah, so like, like oh singlet. yeah, because so like, they're like like sports bra looking things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he pulled it down to his uh, gunner pants and they tucked him in his gunner, so it looked like a singlet. Him and Cam did that, and uh, we turned <laughs> off the lights in the uh, O line room, and uh, we did uh, Matt Forniak as what the big, the show. big show, and then uh, Cam was the uh, <laughs> Seamus, was it the yeah, Irish Seamus. dude? Yeah. And we had him do the outros into the team room, and then they did a little wrestling match for us. <laughs> Put the lights off and everything. That's throwing water awesome. bottles at each other is kind of funny. But otherwise than that, we're just... I don't know. Who won that wrestling match? Uh, Forniak, maybe? I, I think remember. it was Cam. I don't know. It's funny, Cam looks like he should be a wrestler, but he played basketball. And yeah. School, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Cam's a freak. A freak athlete He there. deserves to be on that freak list. <laughs> I forgot he was on that. Mm-hmm. Good for him. He's going to prove some people uh, this year, I think. There goes your phone, too. Yeah, yeah I can't talk now. <laughs> Talked too early. I did. <laughs> Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran with us, Athletes Unfiltered, Episode 10. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. That was fun. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks, too. Make sure to follow the podcast on social media at ATH Unfiltered on Twitter and Instagram. 
Follow our personals at Martinez the QB and at Exxon Sports. And if you're feeling generous, you can donate on Spotify or Patreon. Exclusive content not heard anywhere else. Thanks for listening. And and give these guys a follow. Give the pipeline a follow. Shout out the boys. They are the freaking engine that runs the Nebraska football machine. About time, so. Adrian. Shout me out. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Follow the boys. Uh, and thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone, so much. From Adrian Martinez, I'm Jeff Ekstrom. We'll see you next time. Ahora Media Production.